This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. It's a simple way to back up all your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just five bucks a month. Flora, you could keep your bitcoins there. Poke, 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 poke. Shut up. It's simple, and you can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com slash cpc. Hello, hello, it's the Blurry Photos Podcast. Troll-a-la-la-la. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, and, and there's so many things happening. I mean, we made it through a Krampusnacht. Birchbridge. Relatively intact, which with a minimal amount of birchings. Yep. Uh, Bell Schnickel is still nigh. I still got a sausage sniffer upstairs. <laughs> Pot spoon. liquor in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh me you lads. Yeah, oh oh me you lads. On the football pitch. Right. Ready, get a pint. Waiting for me. <laughs> they like get a pint after game with all the supporters. Tell you right, my sons. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's just everywhere that went was the worst place it could have gone. Sure. So sorry about that. Uh hi everybody. I'm Dave Stecco. And, and I'm David Flora. And we're boy, what, a week, less than a week away from oh. uh the longest, the longest night, of the night of the year. Oh, that's right. The temperature goes down. The humidity goes up. <laughs> For you log in. Boy, I got to work on that one. That's the, that's the worst sex hem ever. Saturnalia. That's right. Christmas. Y'all ever heard of Christmas? Well, hell, it's just the longest night of the year. It's time to slap leather. Uh, Dave, for those leather nethers for for new listeners who aren't familiar with um, <laughs> for new listeners who are who already are regretting about the decision, to turn this off. I have been trying for gosh four years now, probably uh, four years now to get a a, a sex holiday off the ground <laughs> uh, because <laughs> uh, sounds the, weird when the you winter say it solst- Yeah, I know the winter solstice. It's the longest night of the year. And uh, I think everyone universally agrees that Valentine's Day is bogus. Bogus. It's it's bogus. It's it's stress. It's money. It's not fun. It's manufactured. And no one. Uh, yeah. It's and it's it's not as good. But what if there was a holiday devoted to just you and your significant other, that special lady or fella in your life, and you're like, hey, let's just stay home tonight, see if there's a free Cinemax weekend, and just let let it all happen. Just devote your evening to each other. It's free, fun, and arguably the most fun. That's right. I'm just saying it just makes a lot of sense. It also falls on an actual thing. Yeah, it's the longest night of the year. You should be taking advantage of it. You should be taking advantage of each other. Uh, and it's it's a it's the early Christmas gift that don't cost you nothing. That's right. Unless unless somebody gets pregnant, then it's going to cost you a shit ton, like so much. So yeah, so uh, you know we got that going for us. Uh, uh, Flora, are you going to repost our 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 annual Christmas cards? I so am. That you can print them off, give yep. them to friends and coworkers, <laughs> <laughs> so you can launch into the new year freshly unemployed. That's right. <laughs> Ask out that HR person. My uh, office has been doing a lot of like Facebook outreach stuff. They're like, hey, if if we get so many shares of this new information, we'll buy you stuff. And they're like, so if you, you guys have you know social media, put this up. And I'm 
I was like, y'all don't want none of my, my action. The last thing this company wants is a direct admission that I'm linked to it. And I, I haven't told what it, cause somebody was like, Hey, somebody said that you've got a, you know, they were like, somebody said you got an internet show. There's, I actually have some, some really great fans of the podcast that I work with. Uh, uh, shout outs to my friends, Tim Hi. and May Hitch there. They know who they are. Tim being the, the fountain of that. He actually is, is, is a great fan of the podcast and tells people about it all the time. But somebody, somebody else was like, Hey, somebody said you have an internet show. Can you like, you know, like the, this office on Facebook? And I was like, no, I'm actively trying to create a sex holiday. <laughs> you, you, you absolutely want nothing to do with what I do with my spare time. <laughs> Separation of church and state, brother. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, so just so you know, <laughs> you don't you don't want none of this heat. <laughs> so Flora, how you been? Good. Awesome. Awesome. You? I've been kicking it. Been doing all right, you know. Just getting ready for Christmas stuff, which I I don't I'm not. I got to I got to work too much. I don't get to go anywhere. I don't get to do anything. Mm. I don't I don't have any money to do anything with, so Yeah. That always that always helps or or at least doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, if 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 doing nothing is your plan, then that helps a ton. Yeah. But it's always better to have money. If you if your plan is to not spend money, not having it helps a lot too. Yeah, yeah, that that makes it easier. Uh, just a quick piece of housekeeping at the top of the episode: a lot of kerfuffle was revolving around Patreon. Those sons of bitches! <laughs> they ch- try to stick their greedy little sticky bandit hand into your bucket of Christmas change. Turn it on the faucets in your house when you're not home, because they forget they were they were the wet bandits, then they were the sticky bandits. That's right. <laughs> the the moral of the story is, Dark Mark Soloff, the Kevin McAllister of the internet, ran right up their asses, <laughs> and they couldn't take it. They gave up. Uh, and I do credit Mark Soloff for this for taking a stand solely. Yep. Mark Soloff, the Kevin McAllister of the internet. <laughs> Didn't he already call himself the internet's little brother at some point? Probably. <laughs> internet's screaming face into a mirror. Yeah, right. Which, which, by the way, means that I claim I'm the fuller of the internet. I need to take it easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> they, they reversed their decision. Patreon was like, whoops, sorry, that, that is wildly unpopular and a bad idea. So we're not doing it. So if... If you were upset uh, about the recent uh, transaction fee stuff that Patreon was doing, just to be as clear as possible, they have withdrawn themselves from that situation. We won, guys. Yeah. The people yeah. won. The people won because Mark Soloff got straight up they asses. Yeah. So if you left Patreon uh, because of these fees that, that they were wanting to tack on, please come back. Yeah. Because they're, they're no longer a thing. Uh, there, there's also a new thing that we set up called Coffee, uh, which is ko-fi.com slash blurry photos. Ko-fi? Well, it, it looks like Ko-fi, um, and maybe it is, but... Is this former UN Center- Secretary General Kofi Annan? Oh, you got me. Why do you have to spoil everything? Uh, but no, this coffee, ko-fi.com slash blurry photos is just another, it's basically like a fancy donate button. It says buy a coffee for blurry photos. And, and, and it's oh. just a way to throw us a high five and, and that's it. It's just another, another thing. I don't know. Do we get coffee from it? 
It's new. Like, I don't, like an actual. I don't think we get action. Is it a literal cup of coffee? I think it's. I think it's the funds with which to buy coffee. And my God, do I love coffee! So sweet. Yeah, I Dave. It's getting. It's getting bad. I, I've gotten to where I'm starting to drink it at night now, and it's not. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought that your mustache looked particularly uh, agitated. Like, yeah. like it's, it's got a lot of juice going it's through it. Twitch going. So, all right. So enough housekeeping. Thanks everybody. Yeah. F- all that. That's a, that was noise, noise, noise. Uh, big, big announcement. Stick around. Uh, yeah. big stuff coming at the, at the end of the show we'd like to tell you about, but firstly and foremostly, oh, la, 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 oh. we'd like to, to sing to you the song of our people. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'd like to talk about what we're going to talk about. That being trolls. Yeah, them trolls, which is, uh, I got to be honest, I am, I am um, beyond amazed that like that we, we haven't gotten to trolls yet. I mean, we've, we've done, uh, goblins, goblins, pixies, gremlins, red caps, (laughs) leprechauns, cluricons, comic cons, (laughs) paracons, (laughs) Genghis Khans. Genghis Khans. We have done Genghis Khans. Mm-hmm. A lot of cons. Shaka Khans. Yep. A lot of pros, too. A lot of pros. Yep. F- me. We're talking about trolls, which is awesome. It's fun because it's Scandinavian. It's fun because it's under bridges. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Where all what else? things are. If you want to have fun, go under a bridge. Just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. God, there's a t-shirt. Fun under a bridge have it <laughs> on the back see what happens <laughs> see what happens you want to kick that you want to you want to kick this spooky yule yule lad square yeah. in the ding ding you know this does have uh, uh, a taste of the nutmeg that is christmas in this and, mm-hmm. and the holiday season and not as much as you know the christmas monsters or the the right yule lads and such but you know yule lads is is, is one of my all-time favorite episodes <laughs> this has got uh, this has got some fun stuff in it. So I'll start us out with an overview. Oh wait, by the way, one thing that I do want to get out here because I don't know if I'll remember once we're recording it uh, because I'm excited about the season. Bell Schnickel sound. I am nigh. Cool. I just had to get that out. I'm hoping that I remember to have it come back again. You know, sometimes you get the King Arthur guy where it, right when it's supposed to show up, he doesn't. So it's <laughs> true. What a what a what a whimsical lack of of any good esteem or or well thought out podcastery or performance. <laughs> Shadows are long in the orange purple glow of dusk, and they steadily melt into each other with each passing moment. The Norwegian coast is especially beautiful this time of day, but witnessing it firsthand may not be the wisest decision to make. For it's in the whispers of tales told by some, known by all, yarns and gossip that have snaked their way through communities and glided through generation after generation, that the feeling of unease creeps into one's mind when outdoors in a looming Scandinavian twilight. As the crisp air turns more bitter, so too do the sounds, the smells, the blotchy shapes in the landscape. The wind's howl is more like a sniffling, a snorting, a large, heavy, wet weight to it. What was certainly a small hill just moments ago now seems entirely capable of standing up, proclaiming its hunger, 
and seizing the only option available, which has foolishly presented itself freely there in the now menacing Scandinavian eventide. Stories have been passed down, collected, told and retold in Scandinavian folklore, and one of, if not the, most enduring figures to come out of their centuries of storytelling is the Troll. Often ridiculed, but still respected, the Troll has a long, murky history in Norse myth and lore, and is fully entrenched in today's fantasy narratives. In this episode, we'll be discussing the origin of Trolls, specifically Scandinavian Trolls, their evolution and how they've been described over the years, We'll tell some troll stories and talk about their impact in the modern world. How misunderstood has the concept of trolls been through history? And how long should you tempt fate by wandering the Scandinavian wilderness after the sun goes down? How about we find out? That's right. I mean, and, and by the way, all this information is also available in the documentary Troll Hunter on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is f***ing Awesome. It is a quality movie. If you haven't seen it. It doesn't look like it, but it's a great yeah. movie. And they're making a sequel. I don't know. Is it going to hold up to the same standard? Who's to say? I'm just excited about it. It's hard when you get that uh, that attention to keep that kind of plucky gorilla type you know, yeah. shooting that, that you have to prove something the first time around. So uh, we'll see. So Dave, why don't, uh, why don't you start us out here with some of the origins Hello, my name is David. <laughs> I have been studying the troll for my whole life. Good news! I'll no longer do this accent as I read. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> we are free of that accent! <laughs> I like the half French, half Eastern European yeah. guy. He travels a lot. He's, he's <laughs> cosmopolitan. Oh, formerly of Romania. <laughs> free of chains of Chalchechia. <laughs> now roaming the world doing good. Okay. Trolls, as they are known, and these are not the singing variety, nor do they have lucky hair. Just putting it out there. I mean, their hair might be lucky, but it's probably coming out of their nipples. I don't know. These aren't (laughs) pleasant creatures. Oh, God. I regret that sentence a lot. You could leave that right out, and I wouldn't blame you for it. (laughs) Might might give you a shiny nickel. Oh, boy. Uh, Trolls have been around since the earliest Norse literature, and most certainly an oral tradition before then. Uh, As we'll see time and again, trying to pin down with any certainty with trolls is like trying to pin down water with your finger. You're just going to get wet fingers. (laughs) Many scholars have tried to trace the etymology of the word troll and unfortunately has turned out more confusing than, than just not knowing in the first place. Uh, you'll see a dozen and more possible roots of the word, including uh, derivations of verbs like tread, uh, to rush away angrily, roll, enchant, turn into a troll, flutter, supernatural, magical, dangerous, uh, uh, globalist, <laughs> uh, <laughs> freedom, freedom. Colloidal silver, uh, and nouns such as fiend, demon, stout person, uh, magician, violent one, and giant. Also, citizen squatch hunter. <laughs> Patriot. Patriot. 
These have been scoured over by people over the years, trying to find some clue as to the true meaning of the word, and versions of it have appeared in several languages, such as Old Norse, Proto-Germanic, Norwegian, Danish, Faroese, Swedish, and probably way more. Fun side note, Orkney and Shetland folklore use the term tro or dro, which might have interesting connections for any D&D fans or people who like R.A. Salvatore books. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yep. Which I've never read any. Have you ever read those? Have have I ever? Have yeah. I? Yeah. I've got like 12 sitting over there. <laughs> really? I love, I, yeah. Drizzt never. Yeah, Drizzt. Drizzt. Yeah. The Drow Elf. Yeah, I. Uh, that's that's. I read a couple books, D and D Forgotten Realms books that that got me into the genre, and then R. A. Salvatore books were like my my bread and butter from then on. When I was a kid, I read D and D books. Hold on, I'm gonna go grab a couple because I literally just have to have them on the shelf here to see if you've ever seen these things before. Mm. So I've been saving these things. I found them in a box at my mom's house to give to my friend who's got some kids that are just getting into reading age, but Dungeons and Dragons made what they called endless quest books, which were just choose your own adventures. Wow. I've never seen uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. And they, they're awesome. Spell of the winter wizard King's quest vision of doom. Oh, I'd be totally into that. Yeah. I used to read the bejesus out of it. And, and like, I also gave myself a lot of unnecessary self judgment because like, they're choose your own adventures and it's D and D. So if you choose wrong, you die. And I was like, oh, I should just put the book down. Cause I lost, but I'm going to go back and try another choice. Like, like that's not what you're supposed to do. Like I somehow in my head had given myself this, this like, well, you died. M's the rule. You gotta, you gotta start the whole book over from the beginning, dude. That's, that's just how it is. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I just go back to the last page, but I was always like, Oh, never let anyone find out you're cheating with this book. Wow. <laughs> It's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, no, they, they I've got like 20 of these things. Wow. So yeah, that, those are my early days D&D books. So if any of you guys know what I'm talking about, please let us know so that I don't oh, feel quite it. so weird and lonely. Now, as language shifts and morphs over the ages, so too has the term troll. Uh, not that it ever meant exactly the same in each language to begin with. And, and people are aware of this. There are so many, there are so many different versions of the troll. Um, I mean, even, even if you just, you know, we don't have to like reach into antiquity. You look right now, you've got like your trolls from say, uh, Lord of the Rings, gigantic hulking, like bipedal elephants, you know, <laughs> they're just huge. Uh, but then you've got, uh, trolls from like uh, world of Warcraft, really long and you know, super long nose tusks in the mouth. There's, uh, you know, well, I was joking about it earlier, but like lucky fun trolls that are adorable and cute. And then there's the, the more traditional Scandinavian trolls with a big round long noses that, that they, they kind of, I think they kind of need them to look kindly, but they're, they're just even more terrifying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of them because they, they've got the Scandinavia section at, uh, at Epcot has a lot of that stuff oh, there. Yeah, yeah. And before that. before fucking Anna and Elsa showed up, there was the 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 maelstrom that had trolls in it. You know, about <laughs> Scandinavian folklore. Now it's some sort of, you know, ride called Let It Go. I don't know. Which would be awesome if the ride was just a rope and you just <laughs> Over. um 
Or a big over, icy yeah. river. Oh, yeah, yeah, over ice water. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you get like a stuffed animal if you make it through the whole song. <laughs> um, but no, so they, there's so many different versions of it that, of course, historically also different connotations. Uh, and see, where uh, so you compound that with translations that haven't been exactly impeccable over the years, and you're even at a deeper disadvantage. Uh, for example, some historians will say the terms troll and Jotun are, are interchangeable. While the Jotun are, is usually translated as giant, it's actually an ambiguously defined entity that is basically different than the gods, humans, and other creatures. Sometimes they're giants, but not always. Just always separate. Yeah. I kind of get the sense that it's it's like saying human, dog, cat, bird. Um, like cats and birds are dwarves and elves. Dogs are Jotun and German shepherds are trolls. Uh, but even then it may be even less specific than that. You know, like Jotun may be mammals and trolls are dogs. Um or, you know, it, I could be just totally off with this analogy altogether. So you're, you're saying that some, one could be a subset of the other. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I kind of like the, the mammals and dogs uh, analogy more so because a troll, like, if, if you were to say uh, Jotun are dogs, trolls are German shepherds, that's like a breed, a breed of yeah. Jotun. I don't think it's quite like that. I think it's more that trolls and Jotun are otherworldly beings but they don't they're not necessarily the same species if that makes any sense at all <laughs> i get you i get you now uh here's a fun fact so german scholar katya schultz has estimated that troll in the icelandic sagas refers to a giant about 35 percent of the time uh and later legends up that ante up to 55 percent uh, because you know, as the troll hunter taught us, taught us that trolls are also giants. I mean, they can be both. They can be giant and monstrous. Yeah, you don't have to pick. <laughs> uh, today's Scandinavian language use uh, use troll in a different way, including the date the Danish trolled as a prefix for magic. Uh, in the Icelandic troll as a prefix for giant and trilla as a prefix uh, prefix for drive insane. So you got that going for you. In any event, there is some commonality in the name throughout the sources uh, that a troll is not human, that it is supernatural, and it is troublesome. The term has denoted entities that have some or all of these characteristics throughout Norse literary history. And as we said, trolls were a part of the earliest Norse literature, first appearing in writing around the end of the 10th century CE. Icelandic poet Cormacher Ogmundersen mentioned trolls in his Skald sagas, referring to them as collective beings, like otherworldly spirits, but not actually describing them. Uh, the first real encounter with a troll in these sagas came in 1220 to 1230 CE in Snorri Sturluson's Edda. Sturluson tells of the poet Bragi in the 9th century CE, a poet hero of old, who was eventually placed among and became a god in Norse mythology, who is stopped in the woods by the voice of a troll woman one day. Bragi the Old spoke as follows when he was driving through certain forest late in the evening. Then a troll woman accosted him in verse and asked who was going there. The troll spake first. 
Chalkalamitrangus, your goondis, Alsunjotens, Elosarbol, Wilson Volu, Vorunyal Falyar, Helvisig Himins, that's troll name a bat. It's pretty, pretty fun. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, and that translates to. They called me a troll, destroyer of the moon, giant's wealth sucker, destroyer of the storm hall, Cirrus's friendly companion, a guardian of the corpse fjord, swallower of the wheel of heaven. What's a troll if not that? Braggy responds in kind. Poets call me Viders, Odin's thoughtsmith, getter of gouts, Odin's gift. Lack not hero, server of Igzale, song-making Modi, skilled smith of rhyme. What's a poet if not that? Wiggity, wiggity, whack. Here's a, uh, a side note for you. Some scholars have said that troll can simply mean enemy or opponent or destroyer as well, which would make that have a much different context, I feel, <laughs> if you took it that way. We have no description of the troll, save her own words, but we do have a location farther than walking distance from human habitation, uh, which is inferred from the sledding that Braggy was doing, and at night, both supernatural details in old stories. Another early mention of trolls comes again from Sturluson in Inglinga Saga and has quotations from Thjöldafir of Hivnir's poem, Inglingatal, including the following snippet. But to visit the brother of Vili, the creature of magic arranged for Vanlandi, when the troll-related Nighthilder, or witch, was to tread underfoot the enemy of the band of men, and that necklace destroyer, the king, whom the nightmare strangled, burned on the bed of Skuta. That, that old necklace destroyer. <laughs> this story basically goes that Vanlandi, uh, who was a king, visited Finland and married a Finnish girl named Drifa, but left her there for three years, breaking a promise to return. So she hired a witch to go get him or kill him. And the witch ends up killing him by becoming a nightmare, which we've talked about a long time ago, like an old hag on the chest. Yeah. Gosh, what did they call that syndrome? Oh, well, we'll never remember. And his son and Drifa succeeded him as ruler, so it worked out for him. According to Sturluson's understanding, the witch was not only a sorceress and shapeshifter, but an outsider being a Finn, uh, and this ethnic and magical view remained for a while. The connection to witchcraft is strong with the concept of the troll, which is something that kind of surprised me because uh, to my, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 is it, I, do I have a troll bias? I don't know. The, the, the way that trolls have passively been presented to me is as a largely solitary grumpkin. Um, and so that's interesting that there's a lot of witchcraft around a troll. Some more than others in, in yeah. different regions, yeah. Uh, often you'll see them see the term troll woman, meaning witch, and troll rider, meaning nightmare. Hmm. Trolldom can be thought of as black magic or magic that is not generally helpful to others, um, much as it uh, is on the internet. <laughs> that generally, that pretty much matches up there. Uh, this concept is strengthened with the invasion and conquest of Christianity in the late Middle Ages. Flora, did we just have like a, an old LP that we can put on at this point where we just sing a song about what happens when the Christians show up to all the native folklore? Like, 
We've sung it so many times now. Yep. It True. sounds a little something like this. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves ahead from, from the people of the town. <laughs> Whatever now, Dave and Flora, come around. I'd like to money down. And here we go. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Getting lower. Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. We're doing this. We're committed Sorry. now. It's been a while. <laughs> As we've seen, uh, any pagan beliefs uh, became associated with the devil, and trolls fell right in line with this concept. It's not like before the Christians showed up, everyone was great with the trolls. People, sure. they, weren't, they weren't heroes up to that point. Medieval literature from this time contains many notes from Christian translators, with trolls being replaced by demonum, which are demons, if you couldn't tell. Beasts, yep. Now, those are beasts. Who'd have thought? And monstrum. Now, I know what you're thinking. Angels, wrong. Monsters. Uh, this is also when you start seeing Christian influence on troll behavior and how to deal with them. You know, they start listening to, uh, you know, some catchier songs. Next thing you know, you know, it's all praise music and they're pushing that that wealth management system. <laughs> Prosperism or whatever. Pro, pro, yeah, the, the gospel of prosperity. Yeah. Is that what they... Crike. <laughs> I couldn't even say Christ. I had to stop and just say Crike. I couldn't even. <laughs> Creflo um, dollar. <laughs> Creflo dollar. Uh, which we'll get back to. We'll get back to the, the Christian influence and, and how to deal with them in the next section because uh, old school style. What do we used to call that? Like, how, how did you save it? Was it the, the antidote section of the, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, the antidotes. A translator of Bonaventure used the term trolls and devils when referring to the idols of pagan men. Quote, I mean, I'm sorry, quoth. They thought they saw phantasms. That is something that seems other than it is, as it is said that people see trolls or conceal virtue. <laughs> y'all should leave. <laughs> y'all should leave. Get out of my cell, y'all. <laughs> Scandinavian historian Jod Lindau says in reference to this passage, here we have the third view of trolls. It stands alongside the believable trolls of folk belief and the fantastic trolls of literature. These are things that do not, indeed cannot, exist in God's order of the world. They are always something other than what they seem to be. When people see trolls, they are actually seeing something else. This, of course, is what folklorists come to believe in the 20th century. Although from a secular rather than a sacral point of view. I hope John, that guy comes back. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. He's a professor at Berkeley. <laughs> I did a lot of research from his book. Well, that's what oh, he sounds like. Now you're H.R. Giger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was some Giger in there. More than some. Like three quarters Giger. <laughs> so what was before a troublesome otherworldly creature, sometimes giant, always magical, uh, began to be con conflated with the devil in all things evil and malicious. And uh, still, trolls were more, more popular in oral tradition than written, and it wasn't until the 18th and 19th century that stories began to be collected, much like the Brothers Grimm did. And just like the Grimm's, Scandinavian folklore and fairy tales have a, have a duo to thank for their compilation and, and eventual popularity. 
uh, around the 1840s, Peter Christian Asbjarnsson and Jorgen Moe uh, collaborated to collect folklore from around Norway. Now, you may be familiar with some of these, including the classic Three Billy Goats Gruff. Uh, and around the same time in 1851, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the first use of troll in English came from a semi-autobiographical novel of George Barrow. Love and grow, the scholar, the gypsy, the priest. What? <laughs> this this guy's writing a book that's sort of about himself, but yeah, he's he's yeah, a gypsy, just, tramp, and a thief. He is. Well, man, he's been hearing it from the people of the town. <laughs> gypsy, scholar, and priest picked up a troll just south of Mo- Sussex. <laughs> Gave him a ride and he liked to suck it. No, <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> I, Whoa. I, yeah, here's the thing. Sometimes I think I'm gonna like. I think, oh, that's what the that's what the this the the funny. You know, that's what it's gonna sound like. But I'll change it. But then I just sing what the first thing is in my head. <laughs> I don't. I didn't change it. There was no subtlety. Not that I'm known for it. I'm not a man of subtlety. Not that I have a log. Well, <laughs> I'm not the way you think. Woof. Yeah. So that so he he was just he used troll in English. Uh, yeah, he used it. Everybody knows. Can can I say that? Can is that is that an accurate statement? Everybody knows three Billy Goats Gruff. I think so. I think everyone knows three Billy Goats Gruff. Each each Gruff more Billy than the goat before. Yeah, troll under the yeah. bridge, all that good yep. stuff. Okay. Uh, in eighteen sixty three, Sir George Dacent, a professor at King's College London published Select Popular Tales from the Norse, edited for a decidedly younger audience. It was a hit abroad, and as Bjornsson and Moe lauded its success, after all, it was their stories he chose to include. Um, should be noted that the other fairy tale juggernaut at the time, one Hans Christian Andersen, had trolls in a couple of his stories in the early 19th century, but the vast majority of his works were sans troll. Trollo, no. <laughs> no troll? No, no, no. The collected stories were popular, but what made them even more so were the illustrations that began to accompany them decades later. Artists such as Arbo, Gouda, Peterson, Schneider, and Varenskild brought the tales to life, but the one artist who would rise to the top of the tale's visual conception was Theodore Kittleson in the late 19th century. Oh, yeah. Big Teddy Kittles. <laughs> when he gets involved, you know, this party's about to get it off the chain. Kittleson frequently incorporated his trolls into the environment of his illustrations, often showing trees growing from, from them and large, exaggerated features on imposing figures. His illustrations helped shape the image of trolls ever since. He also wrote some text for uh, some of the drawings, which he compiled into the 1892 work Trolldskab, or Trolldom. Uh, following his, his footsteps was another influential illustrator named John Bauer in the early 20th century, with his large, misshapen trolls and emphasis on light and darkness in his work. So you're starting to get artist renditions of these things, which have since... Uh, really gotten into the minds of people, and this is starting to inform kind of like what you were saying, Dave, the the solitary grumpkin type of uh, look that you picture when you think of troll. Yep, yeah. As you were describing it, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, this is where we get like the giant ears, mm-hmm. 
like the nose that's like 70% of the face or maybe like the weird large mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of them, a lot of them, I guess, were, uh, were, were bigger than human size at least. And fairy tale books weren't the only writing to include trolls. In 1867, playwright Henrik Ibsen penned the play Per Yint. Yint is a lazy, narcissistic farm boy who gets himself in all sorts of troubles. Many of his adventures deal directly with trolls, including a scene with the troll king in his hall under the mountain. What? And yup, Edvard Grieg set it to music with at least two pieces you've no doubt heard in the hall of the mountain king and morning mood. Should I play some of that now? Yes, you should. Here's in the hall of the mountain king. Here's morning mood. And here's morning wood. Oh boy, yeah, 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 yeah. God, see, when people complain about childish jokes, that's it. That's I'm creating it. it. That's where they get it. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm not a man to walk away from a boner joke. The door's wide open. Not intimidated. Door's wide open. Door's wide open. Uh, fun fact, in 1906, it was performed in front of the Sphinx, of which there is an illusion in the play. Mm. As for trolls and modern age, we'll come back to that a little later. Uh, but for now, let's talk about what trolls look like, what they can do, and how you can protect yourself from them. That's right. If you love your family, Troll Blocker X. <laughs> Sniff it. It's the only nutraceutical grade troll defense system. I, I put the research in. I put my top scientists on top of this. If you love your family and you don't want trolls and goblins kissing on them and vomiting on them all night, the globalist trolls, then defend him. Troll Blocker X. You're the tip of the spear. And I'm coming. FDA won't touch this stuff because they're scared of it. <laughs> they know it's the truth. Uh, perhaps the one constant in all of troll lore is that we really don't know what a troll is. <laughs> Uh, it's just as everything's a troll and nothing in all the stories. It seems to just be a replacement for any number of supernatural beings. It's just the catch all bucket monster, uh, in much the same way that faithful, good people, uh, can be troublesome or helpful, uh, being on good terms with supernatural beings can lead to good fortune. Uh, I think we all know that, you know, what with our sacrifices, uh, so too controls interact with humans, though in the stories they learn much more to be, uh, they lean much more to be the troublesome nature than the fae. If we look at Sturluson's poem, uh, the troll is there is connected to the chthonic forces and the dead being a guardian of the corpse fjord, which is f***ing awesome. That's yeah. why they have the best metal <laughs> phrases like corpse fjord. Right. Friend of the Cirruses, a supernatural connection, the destroyer of the sun, moon, and sky. So generally a cosmic threat. Yeah. Fairly harrowing, I, I, th- I think it's safe to say. Pretty metal. Uh, also sets the tone for trolls to be associated with chaos, the supernatural, and danger. Uh, add to this the setting, a uh, remote wilderness at night, and you have a threat uh, with a wild, uncultured forest that just, I mean, it's drinking Chablis all the time. No Ugh. culture at all. 
Oh. Um, yeah. It's like, oh, Ritz and cheddar. Where's that can of easy cheese? Oh, Squirt. no. Stop. Stop it. How rote. So rote. Uncouth. <laughs> uh, it's, so, it's, a, it's a doth of couth. <laughs> this brings tension to any meeting with a troll and is presented in most stories that way. Uh, a 13th century poem also mentions death as exploring the dwelling of the trolls, which is also, uh, you know, how I describe Saturday night or maybe Saturnalia. <laughs> hey, baby, shall we go explore the dwellings of the trolls? <laughs> hey, baby, you want to get in the hall of the mountain king? <laughs> Weird, oh. weird, weirder than it should have been. Everything breaking. Oh, man. So what do they look like, Flora? Oh, boy. Lots of things, depending on the source. Good. They could be giant. They could be tiny. They could have tails. They could have no tails. Could be beautiful. Could be fugly. And ugly. That's what fugly is. It's a portmanteau. A common trait in Absjornson's tales is multiple heads. Almost always in multiples of three. Yeah. Including a 12-headed troll king. The trolls in um, uh, at Disney on the Maelstrom, rest in peace. Fucking sweet-ass ride. Uh, it was that there was a three-headed troll. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was a two-headed troll. It was a multi-headed troll. The earliest reference to one as a giant comes from a chronicle of the settling of Iceland. In that story, a man sees a troll carl, which is an old troll man, Sitting on the Londringer cliffs with his feet dangling over and touching the sea. The cliffs are 61 to 75 meters high. In one hard to translate passage, the troll supposedly says, No giant makes more boats wet than I do, referencing his <laughs> troublemaking for the local fishermen. Uh, this exemplifies a huge troll, but again, there's never been any hard and fast rule about trolls and size. Many stories depict trolls as changelings, able to shapeshift and sometimes turn invisible. They'll also come in and steal your baby, like in uh, a lot of the Irish folk tales. Baby thieves. Baby thieves or wife thieves. They'll replace your wife with a piece of wood. That, <laughs> that's not cool. Perhaps the shapeshifting is why there's no concise description of a troll. Hmm. But trolls definitely solidified their butt ugliness after Scandinavian Christianization. The hero of one late medieval saga unwittingly seeks shelter in a troll's cave while it was away, and the troll's return is described thusly. He thought a storm or squall was blowing out her nostrils. Mucus was hanging down in front of her mouth. She had a beard, but her head was bald. Her hands were like the claws of an eagle, but both arms were singed, and the baggy shirt she was wearing reached no lower than her loins in back, but all the way to her toes in front. Her eyes were green and her forehead broad. Her ears fell widely. No one could call her pretty. As the story unfurls, the troll offers her daughter, who is quite the opposite in looks, to the protagonist, if he can say three true things. He says, Your cave is so high and broad that I have not seen another higher or more sturdy. 
Also, the nose on your face is so large that I have never seen a greater freak. <laughs> you are, moreover, hmm, suddenly very eloquent. You are, moreover, so black that the floor looks flare beside you. And I have seen nobody else who looks more like a wretched servant than you do. Your daughter Daphne looks better to me. I can see a great difference between you two. And that's what everyone who looks upon you will say. She says, Okay, you can bone my daughter. Ha ha! Vivian Spence! To the bonery with us! <laughs> you, their child, what day is it? Why, oh, it's Christmas, sir. I haven't missed it! <laughs> <laughs> Go to the store, fetch me some goose grease, and I'll give you a shilling. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. damn it. Talk about a great idea that will never do yeah. is like, yeah, a Miss Carol. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Oh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this thing writes itself. Right. Well, it turns out the troll is the daughter of the king of Alfheimer, which is the land of the elves. Uh, she was cursed by her stepmother and turned into a troll, and only the man who shows no fear could break the spell. So the spell was broken, and everyone was happy. No, not, not, not. The Iorbigia saga tells of an undead man whose grave was opened by those who sought to destroy him, <laughs> and they found him most troll-like in appearance. He was black as hell and thick as a bull. Hell being hella. Yeah, I, I like that these guys were like, hey, we got to destroy this guy. Dig him up. Yeah. He was already destroyed. You, you're just, there's no good end to that. <laughs> uh, the swelling and discoloration is in line with the description of misshapen and ugly trolls. Um, funny thing about that story goes on to where somehow a, a bit of uh, this they call him a revenant at that point, but mm -hmm. uh, a bit of him gets into the pasture or a stream or something, and a, a cow ends up um, getting it in their blood and, and then giving birth and to a bull, and, and an old blind woman's like, that bull's a troll. You should kill it. And everybody's like, shut up, old blind woman. <laughs> and then the bull like gets gigantic and then runs amok, killing a bunch of people, and she's like, I told you so. And they're like, shut up, woman. And they're like, shut up, old blind woman. <laughs> anyway. In Hrolf's saga, Gautric's Sonner, a Viking leader is described as huge, ugly, and impervious to weapons, and also ate everything raw and drank blood, making them more trolls than men. And this motif of eating unwary humans was one that stuck in many tales. Oh, that's, I, I, that makes sense. There is a lot of human eating mm -hmm. in troll stories. Uh, another saga describes a similar situation where the protagonist uh, Grimmer meets a troll woman described as no taller than a seven-year-old girl, but so fat. <laughs> Grimm doubted he could have got his arms around her. She was long-faced, hard-faced, hook-nosed, and with hunched-up shoulders, black-faced, wobbly-jowled, filthy-faced, <laughs> lay off the f***ing face, and bald at the front. The hair and the hide were black. She wore shriveled. She wore a shriveled leather smock. It barely reached down to her navel buttocks. Hardly kissable, he thought, as she had a big bogey dangling down in front of her chops. Yeah, so that's another mention of snot 
strangling. Yeah. And uh, exposed asses? Yeah. It's a chastity thing. I guess. Uh, he does end up kissing her, you know, like you do, and falling asleep in her bed only to wake up next to his beautiful fiance, turned into a troll by her stepmother. The curse broken. A lot like that other one. Yeah. At least he got his taste. He got his taste, I. Of a, of a booger, because he went right in there. The too booger right. was still there. Yeah, too right. Bogey city it was. Uh, stickiest bogey. That's old the young one's joke. Uh, trolls could live lives not unlike humans, but many stories have them pillaging, stealing, kidnapping, uh, boisterous, prone to fits of anger, and causing grief for others. Uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve are popular times for trolls to overrun a farmstead and eat all the food a family has. They are the Grinches. Uh, while some kidnapping stories turn out that the victim ends up with a good, comfortable life, old proverbs actually advise against seeking it out. Yeah, this is like the BuzzFeed thing. Um, thinking about getting kidnapped by a troll for Christmas this year? Five reasons f- why. Five reasons why you shouldn't, why you should think again. Yeah, so they, they say, quote, the one who takes a troll for gold is left with the troll when the gold is gone. I think they're talking about other things in life that aren't just applicable to the unknown. Uh, one common weakness in troll lore is sunlight. Uh, trolls are nocturnal by nature or dwell underground. Early stories say that if sunlight touches a troll, they turn to stone. And I feel like we've seen that in, well, nope, that was acorns in, in Willow. Mm. Later tales have them burst in sunlight, but the best way to beat a troll has been and still remains to outwit them into, si- into staying up as the sun rises. Uh, the Hobbit, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, Hobbit told us that, but Thor did it way before old Bilbo. Uh, what's Thor up to these days? <laughs> I do give them full points for that really s- delicious piece of continuity where... They were at the stones that they never, you know, like it was one of those things I didn't notice at the time. Well, then you look back. Oh, my gosh. It's the three trolls. Yeah. In the fellowship. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of among many nicknames for Thor was for Thor uh, was troll Bane or troll killer. Uh, since Thor was the thunderer, trolls were also susceptible to lightning. Or was it the other way around? Who's hmm. to say? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, another defense against trolls, church bales. They hate the noise. Bong. Being able to smell Christians is also a trait of theirs. Mm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, well, it's bad because then they'll they'll seek them out to hurt them to hurt oh, the, okay. the Christian. I mean, that's gotcha. another thing. I, that I didn't the, know. I didn't know if they liked the smell or not. No, they do not. Um, that's another thing that the Troll Hunter movie really plays up. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. The tossing aside or getting rid of objects is said to be throwing it to the trolls, causing it to become invisible and never seen again. Uh, it can happen to humans also, with a curse being, may the trolls take you. Uh-oh. May the trolls take you. So uh, so how about a couple of these troll stories? We keep talking about the literature. Yeah, I like them troll stories. Now, there's lots of stories we could be telling, but there's only one story I wants to tell, and that's a troll story. <laughs> A uh, lot of lot of stories are pretty fun, pretty goofy. Some of them, I think, have been more menacing and um, or just kind of like here's a here's a hero that has to deal with a troll, but oops, it's actually a beautiful woman. 
lot of a lot of that stuff going on, but uh, I picked out a couple of kind of silly and fun ones for us. In this one, there are many versions of this Norwegian story uh, and many titles. The Cat on the Doverfjell, the Bear Trainer and His Cat, the Troll and the Bear. Uh, this version involves the famous Norwegian character Per Jint, Yeah, who we mentioned earlier. In the olden days, there lived in Kvam a hunter whose name was Per Yint, and who was always roaming about in the mountains after bears and elk. For in those days, there were more forests on the mountains than there are now, and consequently plenty of wild beasts. Shortly before Christmas, Per set out again on another expedition. He'd heard of a farm on Doverfjell, which was invaded by such a number of trolls every Christmas Eve the people on the farm had to move out and get shelter at some of their neighbors. He was anxious to go there, for he had a great fancy to come across the trolls again. He dressed himself in some old ragged clothes and took a tame white bear, which he had with him, as well as an awl, some pitch, and twine. When he came to the farm, he went in and asked for lodgings. "'God help us,' said the farmer." We can't give you any lodgings. We have to clear out of the house ourselves soon and look for lodgings. For every Christmas Eve, we have the trolls here. But Pear thought he should be able to clear the trolls out. He'd done such a thing before. And then he got leave to stay and a pigskin in the bargain. The bear lay down behind the fireplace, and Pear took out his awl and pitch and twine and began making a big, big shoe, which it took the whole pigskin to make. He put a strong rope in for laces that he might pull the shoe tightly together, and finally, he armed himself with a couple of hand spikes. Shortly, he heard the trolls coming. They had a fiddler with them, and some began dancing while others fell into eating the Christmas fare on the table. Some fried bacon, some fried frogs and toads, and other nasty things which they had brought with them. Jesus Christ. I mean, here's the thing. If if it's bacon-wrapped toad... I'd probably still try it, you know? Like, bacon-wrapped anything, I'll give it a nibble. It's bacon. During this, some of the trolls found the shoe Pear had made. They thought it must belong to a very big foot. They all wanted to try it on at once, so they put a foot each into it. But Pear made haste and tightened the rope, took one of the hand spikes and fastened the rope around it, and got them at last securely tied up in the shoe. Just then, the bear put his nose out from behind the fireplace where he was lying and smelt they were frying something. "'Will you have a sausage, kitty?' said one of the trolls and threw a hot frog right into the bear's jaw. "'Scratch him, kitty,' said Pear. The bear got so angry that he rushed at the trolls and scratched them all over, while Pear took the other hand spike and hammered away at them as if he wanted to beat their brains out. The trolls had to clear out at last, but Pear stayed and enjoyed himself with all the Christmas fare the whole week. After that, the trolls were not heard of there for many years. Some years afterwards, about Christmas time, the farmer was out in the forest cutting wood for the holidays when a troll came up to him and shouted, Have you got that big kitty of yours yet? Oh, yes, she's at home behind the fireplace, said the farmer, and she's got seven kittens all bigger and larger than herself. We'll never come to you anymore then said the troll, and they never did. 
I, I guess I give the trolls points for being very forthright. Hey, you know, is that thing that we can't fight still there? <laughs> also, gonna go back and enjoy our bacon now. Yeah, exactly. Scratch them, kitty, said Pear. <laughs> yeah, just happened to have a, a, a tamed white bear. You know, like you do. That's right. It's the, it's the north. Everyone's got one. How about the troll turned cat? All right. About a quarter of a mile from Sore lies Petersburg, and a little farther on is a town of Ling. Peas grow there, just between... <laughs> <laughs> Just between these towns is a hill called Brondheim. Spring Hill, if you don't speak the language, which I do, by the way. Said to be inhabited by the trolling people. I can't. I'm not going to keep doing that. I kind of want to, but I'm not going to. Uh, there goes a story that there was once among these troll people of Brondoy an old cross-grained curmudgeon of a troll, whom the rest nicknamed Kanuramura, Rumble Grumble, Burble Durble, Goobble Gobble, because he was ever more the cause of noise and uproar within the hill. The Kanuramura, having discovered what he thought to be too great a degree of intimacy between his young wife and a young troll of the society, took this in such ill part that he vowed vengeance, swearing he would have the life of the young one. Um, I'm going to break that down, because you know some of our listeners are like six years old. <laughs> uh, Troll was banging his wife. Mm. He was not cool with it. He's like, them's bogeys was my bogeys. <laughs> the latter, accordingly, thought it would be his best course to be off and out of the hill till time, till better times. So, turning himself into a noble tortoiseshell tomcat, he one fine morning quitted his old residence and journeyed down to the neighboring town of Ling, where he established himself in the house of an honest poor man named Platt. He lived for a long time comfortable and easy, with nothing to annoy him, and was as happy as any tomcat or troll crossed in love could be. He got every day plenty of milk and good grout to eat. Mm, everybody loves grout. Mm, for the floor and the cat. Yeah, win-win. Uh... He lay the whole day long at his ease in a warm armchair behind the stove. Platt happened one evening to come home rather late, and as he entered the room, the cat was sitting in his usual place, scraping meal grout out of a pot, pot liquor, and licking the pot itself carefully. <laughs> Hark you, dame, said Platt as he came in at the door, till I tell you what happened to me on the road. Just as I was coming past Brondi, there came out a troll, and he called out to me and said, Harky Platt, tell your cat that Kanuramura is dead. The moment the cat heard these words, he tumbled down the pot and on the floor, sprang out of the chair and stood up on his hind legs. Then as he hurried out the door, which was probably a really weird sight, he cried out with exultation, What? Is Kanuramura dead? Then I may go home as fast as I please. And so saying, he scampered off to the hill, to the amazement of honest Platt. And it is likely lost no time in making his advances to the young widow. Am I just like jaded where I was like, oh, but it was actually just a clever maneuver by Kanuramura. But <laughs> I guess if he knew where the cat was, he I don't know. Why am I trying to make sense out of a troll turned into a cat story? <laughs> and also, at no point was Honest Platt 
rewarded for his fair treatment. Ah, f- <laughs> yeah. I don't get these stories. I don't get them. It's like the the secondary characters in all the stories just get shafted. The the farmers, yeah. I guess, got their farm back, but they they got their meals eaten there for a week. This guy lost a cat. Well, uh, one more. This is a modern one. This isn't a a, a fairy tale. It's it was from a comment in an article. Someone says, I was recently in Norway for a few weeks, and I think I had some sort of experience with something not quite human. I was staying with some friends of the family, and one night I had woken up, and it was the darkest it had been the whole time I was there, and the sun is up 20 hours in the summer. It was practically dusk, so I took the opportunity and went out to take pictures, and ironically enough, I was staying at the family's cabin at the foot of a mountain. So I walked a bit up, and I could have sworn I heard something, someone, scurrying around on the forest floor so i thought that there are no punctuations i just realized no yeah no and you should read it as such so i followed the sound further up the mountain until i couldn't hear anything except for the faint laughs of the thing i was following so i sat in the grass and leaves waiting for anything to happen it only felt like minutes that i was sitting there especially because i kept checking my watch for the time and it was only showing the minutes changing but something must have been interfering with my watch because soon it was far too bright for it to be still at night. And as I realized this, the laughing got louder and it wasn't just one voice. It seemed like hundreds, but before I could say something, there was only silence. And I think I passed out. I say, I think because I can't recall anything after hearing the dead silence. The only memory after that is waking up being carried out of the mountain by the family's son. Later that day, while I was bathing, I noticed little marks on my skin, and it looked like writing of some sort, but since I'd put the family through so much, I figured it would be best not to ask and wait until the next day, but when I woke up, they were gone. I've been looking up any and all reasons for what could have done this, and the trolls are a top guess, but anyways, that's my story. Okay. So. Yeah. Person uh, hears giggling in the woods as they were uh out at night trying to take pictures and oh a classic scandinavian wood giggler <laughs> giggle me this batman i'm the giggler <laughs> hr giggler and hey. uh, lost some time and and then passed out and had marks and then no marks mm. so yeah how about how about what about what about uh, popular trolls what about the troll what about the trolls you knows you already uh, threw out some of them like everywhere, everywhere that uh, fantasy is, is is troll towns. Yep. Grindel from the epic Beowulf has been likened unto a troll. Yep. In D&D, they're tall, lanky, ugly, powerful, uh, and able to regenerate quickly if not subjected to fire. Oh, yeah. That's a thing we didn't talk about. Troll regeneration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we said, tro- uh, Tolkien has them in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Rowling has them in Harry Potter. I really thought you were going to say, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You're a troll, Harry. In World of Warcraft, they're Jamaican-ish. Yeah, they do, yeah. There's a lot of talk about, they literally say, stay away from the voodoo. Mm. There's a lot of voodoo-based things going on there. They're in too many things to name, really. So please, no no writing in. I can't believe you didn't mention blank. Oh, I'd say write it in. Flora loves that. Just don't. You're a dick if you do. Can't believe you you didn't mention Varald Skurdsbad's seven part miniseries from 1968. I mean, Jesus, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. You watched something in black and white. Go f off. 
Verl lo- Skrull's bads. Yeah, I love making up an argument that I win. The straw <laughs> man is the only man I want to fight. <laughs> That's right. And I'm playing with fire. That's right. Uh, Muman trolls are apparently a concept uh, of cute little hippo-looking trolls in Tove Jensen's Muman's books. Hold on. Oh, they do look like hippos. Those are trolls? <laughs> yeah, apparently. They're like not what you think of. They're like nice and cute and cuddly, and they yeah, also look- sort of like like little fat horses. Yeah, it's like a fat horse or a hippo, or it's like, yeah, I don't know. Moomin. Moomin. What about the troll, troll Yegarin, the troll hunter? That's the movie. F***ing A, is it great? <laughs> it's uh, the story of of a troll hunter who is paid by the uh, uh, the government of what Scandinavian country? I don't recall. Norway. Norway. But yeah, his job is to keep the trolls in check. He's... The thing that I like about it is that he's a troll hunter, but he's not like he's not like the clever girl guy from Jurassic Park. His job isn't there to go fuck up trolls, although he can. His job is more like a park ranger. Mm. He's got to kind of keep the trolls safe, kind of keep them from being their own worst enemy and stuff. Uh, it, it's just really, it's an it's I really enjoy the movie, it's, and it's better than I thought it would be by a long shot. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's a pretty popular film, but yeah, it's worth it. Uh, the movie Trolls. Oh, yeah. Very popular. And Troll 2. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but that movie, I'm going to look this up real quick because, uh, I mean, uh, here's here's the thing, because uh, I got nieces, they are four and seven, and Trolls is a real big fucking deal in their life. It's a big deal. The the new Troll stuff, the the movie, yeah. the animated yeah. thing, that yeah. I, yeah, that's the first thing that, you, that pops up when you friggin'. Yep. Now, now, here's the thing that's really f- fascinating to me is, you know, it, it's got Justin uh, Timberlake in it and, and Zoe Deschanel and, and Anna Kendrick. You know, it's got popular people. but And I wonder this. The soundtrack has a lot of weird choices. Uh, Lionel Richie's Hello. The, uh, the, the, is it me uh, trolling for? Yeah. The, um, I can see it in your eyes. Simon and Garfungle, Sound of Silence. Sound of Trollins. Yeah, um, just just like, and I wonder, is the purpose of the that to like get the give the parents something to listen to, or where they were like, no, this is the song that makes the most sense at this point. Weird, yeah, I don't know. How how can you even get in the minds of kids producing these things these days, right? And other things old men say. And I, I just it, it just doesn't it, make it, any sense. In addition to get off my lawn and turn that music down. Right. God, yeah, we we don't get your goddamn cartoons. We used to be cool, Flora. We used to be cool. That's what we tell ourselves. We were never cool. I used to be with it, and then they changed <laughs> what it was. It'll happen to you. Uh, there's also uh, the musical sensation, uh, The Day Man Cometh, with the seminal song sang by Frank. Uh, you got to pay the troll toll if you want. I get this boy's hole. <laughs> just, <laughs> just great. Um, that that movie was uh, the characters are like the little '90s troll dolls. Yeah, and, I, and by '90s, '80s, '70s. Yeah, they were. They those 70s? things were around. I think so. I think they're pretty fucking old. Well, at least '80s. I know because I had a few of them. But yeah, they were they're the little ugly faced things with the bright colored hair and the jewel and the belly, and it's amazing that they've survived. But hey, it's kind of the theme here. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. And then, of course, can't get away with talking about trolls without talking about internet trolls. Right. Yep. Uh, which have been around since Usenet in 1980. Uh, and thought to be named for the process of trailing bait in the hope that something will bite, a la fish trolling. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. It, and it's it's sort of a disease these days where there's just tons of garbage humans out there, and that's all they do. Yeah. Sit I mean, around well, and, and... It's it's so much easier to, to do that than to do something creative or constructive or add to a conversation. It's so much easier to just be a, a vile piece of shit and then... And, it, and it's just the same version of the, like, can't you take a joke? Then to step back and go, whoa, I was just trolling, guys. Ha, 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 ha. Did I get you? Are you all mad now? You mad, bro? Right. You, that was your goal, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's so much easier to do now that there's that uh, instant anim- anonymity of the internet. Oh, yeah. PSA, don't be a troll. Don't be a troll. Like a lot of these things that we cover with folklore and uh, tales, Troll stories exist to ensure proper behavior. They could also explain the uh, sudden disappearance of someone gone missing. Um, uh, not not that they do, uh, just to say that that has been put forth, you know, in the past. Oh, somebody's somebody went up into the forest. Now they're they're gone. A troll must have gotten them. <laughs> and like many tales, they serve as warnings to folk, both without and within. Uh, don't let yourself become this nasty, uncouth, uh, unchaste being. Don't don't give in to that, lest we become trolls ourselves. Right. One interesting thing I, I found was that some folks have put forward the thought that maybe trolls were actually Neanderthals, if not by actual encounter, since lands the lands there were covered in glaciers around the time of Cro-Magnons and Neanderthals, you know, coexisting. Then maybe through bones that were found later as well, you know, they migrated up into the, into the, maybe. Yeah. You know, people, some people even get so far as to be like the, the collective memory of, you know, this group of people interacting with, with, and it's like, eh, pump, pump the brakes a little, but, um, yeah, but you know, but with the reason why that's, I mean, good luck proving it in either direction, you know, you can't, so they get you. Yeah. But the, uh, the look, of the Neanderthal man, the bigger, a bigger, broader face, broader face. Yeah. A bigger nose, a, uh, why, like just a bigger body in general. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not that smart. (laughs) Yeah. So it's an interesting theory or uh, thought, but, uh, let's see anything else. Can you, can you think there's a a lot, lot to trolls, lot, lot, lot to them, lot to them. Uh, no, no, but I think we did, I think we covered the shit out of them. I don't think that any, any podcast will ever have to cover trolls again, because we did it. Well, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Well, that'll, uh, that'll be trolls for you then, in a giant, ugly, ugly, mucus, b- bogey covered, yeah, we're in the same <laughs> spot, yeah. Uh, bare-assed, <laughs> actually a beautiful woman, nutshell. Surprise! If you want, uh, if you want to learn uh, some more detailed stuff about it, I recommend John Lindau's book "Trolls: An Unnatural History." Yeah, I mean, and if you do look it up or you meet him, don't ever tell him how I did his voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, and the only the only thing 
more vile than just a filthy, ugly, gross-faced, sweaty-faced, hard-faced, face-faced, hard-faced troll is just a greasy-faced, hair-faced, dirt-faced face puns. (laughs) (laughs) Face puns. Face puns, face puns. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go first. I'm seizing it. Oh, I'm no. carping the shit out of this DM. Oh no! Yeah, that's right. So, uh, as we as we discussed, uh, Paragent, you know, was a, a known uh, thwart to the troll in in folklore. And what pe- what people didn't understand is that it was it was sort of a stand-in for trolls today. It was it was a social problem. And so, what Paragent is, he would go out there and he would get. Uh, a, a mighty cohort and they would all go forth and seek the troll and rather than, than subdue him physically but rather than use violence they would all just say hey troll isn't it more fun just to be like us where we help and support each other which is where you get the phrase pair pressure <laughs> nice yeah it's spelled peer it's P-E-E-R it's, yeah. it's true Man, I hope I have that right. So there were some old stories about a Norseman who wasn't exactly heroic. Norseman? Norseman. In fact, he got sick at the thought of battle and almost vomited when he met some fantastic creature. He never got into many sagas, but he eventually became the god of illness, bad smells, and grossness. It was the poet Gaggy. Oh. Corpse Fjord. <laughs> Corpse Fjord. <laughs> Mucus. The, uh, did you know that now U.S. auto companies have been in a slump for years trying to, you know, and not only increase their own market share in the United States, but also across the, across the pond in Europe. The thing is, the Scandinavians, they're tough to put a finger on. It's tough to say what they want. Is it efficiency? Is it, uh, you know, miles per gallon? Uh, and finally, they realized what the Scandinavians love is just f***ing sweet-ass death metal. So that's uh, why they created and are now selling just hundreds of thousands of Corpse Fjord focuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally crafted goes down smooth. <laughs> oh, well. Politics have been ugly here in the States, but have you heard about that particularly ugly guy that was running for office? He wanted to be the chief financial officer for the state government, and even though he was ugly as a bucket of warts, he was elected comptroller. <laughs> See, I get it. I get it. And them's sweet, sweet baby pots. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our sweet, sweet baby puns. Is it puns you're looking for? Because I see (laughs) it in your eyes. Because all you're going to get is listener mail. (laughs) Oh, are you reading internet chat rooms over someone writing you? (laughs) All right. Thor, kick it off because I took the pole position on puns. All right. Uh, this one's coming to us from Austin. Hello, Austin. The person, not the city. I just found your show and it's great. Thank you. Uh, I've been going back through the archives listening for the past week or so, 
and I keep hearing references to an episode debunking Alex Jones, and I can't find it. Did y'all delete it? No, the globalists did. Yeah, pick it up with them. <laughs> uh, no, um, so the the our, our Alex Jones debunkination was actually a part of the uh, the Rumor Flies podcast. It's uh, they are the owners of that particular episode that we were fortunate enough to be guests on. Mm-hmm. So uh, look it up. Uh, yeah, for our good friends uh, down in New Orleans. That's right, snake oil episode. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. So yeah, that that's where that lives. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, thanks, Austin. Got an email here from Jimmy Change. Jimmy Change. Changes writes, uh, I'm a huge fan of your show and nothing would make me happier than hearing my email on the podcast. Well, I also have a huge problem, an OCD one in particular. My first episode was 191 and I loved it and I became obsessed with listening to all of your backlog before I listened to the new shows. I just listened to the Axemen of New Orleans and can get through, uh, through about a cast and a half a day. I have five other podcasts I listen to, and my OCD won't let me miss the current episodes of these shows. I find myself (laughs) listening to those others while thinking about blurry photos, silently hoping for another podcast (laughs) that the other podcast will soon be over. (laughs) So due to my damn OCD, I might hear this read on blurry photos in the summer of next year. Anyway, stay blurry, my friends. Thank you so much, Jimmy Chang. Jimmy Chang. Yeah, uh, best of luck with that. But I, I, it seems to me, though, that that's an OCD that's that's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's an OCD that's like, yeah, everyone loves dessert, but I really got to work on this broccoli right now. That's true. Yeah, it's, I think it's I think a, you're, I think it's, it's going to thing to have. Yeah, I think it's going to benefit you in the long run. This one's from Sykes the Limit. Sykes. I have a belated pun from your Urgot episode. Okay, as you know. Gloria Estefan, she was obsessed with uh, making people dance, hints her popular song, The Rhythm Are Gonna Get Ya. Oh, the rhythm is ergot gonna, yeah, yeah, I get it. The rhythm ain't gonna get ya, rhythm ain't gonna get ya, ergot, (laughs) ergotism, black arm. (laughs) I've got an email from Sporkchop. Thank you, Sykes. Yeah, thank you, Sykes the Limit. Email from Sporkchop here. Uh, Sporkchop writes, I got a family that went on a camping trip one summer and ran into something on their way home. I mean, really ran into it, taking it out with their car. They got out to investigate and realized what they'd hit wasn't a well-dressed human like they thought. It was a much taller, it was much taller and very pale. They tied it to their car and brought it home where it became a part of the family. It's Harry and the Slendermans. It is so rare. To have a Slenderman pun that I don't smell coming. So well done, Sporkchop. Way to camouflage that. Yeah. Uh, he's also got a horrible Orshi, who's to say, hashtag woke, uh, gregbach.com. I've got a horrible tragedy that occurs only in the colder times. Oh, by the way, happy 40th birthday to Greg the Gooch Bach. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, Flora, Greg. You got to make it. I didn't. I had to work like a chump ass. That's right. Went Was it fun? Yeah, went up there, saw uh, Greg and his lovely wife, Bridget, and... Yeah, kick ass. Got to eat some cupcakes. Sweet. I was truly jealous. Uh, Anyway, I'm so sorry. Back to Sporkchop. I've got a horrible tragedy that occurs only in the colder times of the year in the city of Chicago. and seems mostly to target tourists. Chicago! When visiting the Sears Tower, or Willis Tower, if you're a moron. Who cares? Great. Uh, bodies will sometimes be found in the elevators. They appear to be hacked to death by an axe or mattock and stacked next to the door. 
They are the Winter Skydeck Murders. <laughs> Whoa, that's solid. That's a really good one. So to all tourists visiting, let the knowledge of those incidents help you decide when to go. <laughs> <laughs> Enough puns for now. Slice. I got penalty boxes coming soon, so what? be warmed. <gasps> I have to re-listen to the episodes in question to make sure there's no way for you to weasel out of it. It's not weaseling. It's called lawyering, dude. <laughs> totally different. Lawyering. Totally different. It's the totally law. Different. Love the show. Keep making episodes. Can do. Spork chop. Thank you, Spork chop. Yeah, thank you. And thank all of you who are writing. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, shit. We got our uh, our post big announcement. Yeah. Is it time for that? Because yeah. we're about to, yeah. I guess uh, I guess we'll just make some more announcements and then we'll just uh, piece the fuck out on this episode there, Flora. <laughs> what do you think of that? That uh, sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. So uh, the announcement is uh, maybe maybe uh, more surprising than than not, but it's been <laughs> kind of blowing in the wind. I don't know. But uh, as of the new year, uh, Blurry Photos is going to be a single day of production. And by Dave, I mean David. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, for the most part, going to be leaving the show uh, just because, you know, things in here in Iowa, like my schedule just gets seems worse every week. Uh, it's harder for us to kind of to and Flora's having to do a lot of tap dancing just to accommodate my punky ass. Uh, and so just to kind of make things go a little bit smoother in the future so that, you know, we can continue to put the show out without me kind of being a drag because, uh, you know, just like I said, things just keep kind of getting less, uh, less easy for me on my end. So starting about the first of the year, it's going to be uh, mostly a Flora Jam. Uh, I think we'll still have some other fun guests here and there. You never know when I might peek my little nose in the door. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Flora, what do you think? It's, it's life, man. Yeah. Like, you've you got you to gotta open up the, the old door and let, let life come on in and take shoes off, hopefully, if it's <laughs> got any manners. And, <laughs> life you know, has no pour, fucking manners. Pour, pour life some tea and let it, <laughs> let it sit there and ogle your wife while you try to make small talk (laughs) where is this going dave life just changed the oil on its truck now it's gonna lay down on your sofa that's usually how it goes (laughs) that's it uh but yeah so uh it's it's certainly not like you got uh, a lot of stuff coming up yeah i got i got a lot of shenanigans coming up myself and so it's just uh in essence it 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 makes things a lot less stressful for both flora and i on our ends to just kind of to, to, to make a decision as opposed to living forever in the balance and trying to hammer things out week after week and find times that work. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing going forward. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to be like alive. I'm not going to die. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So if you, you decide you want to fucking talk some shit on Facebook, I'll probably make you feel like an ass about it because why wouldn't I? <laughs> right? But if you say nice things, hey, you know, I won't make you feel an ass about it. So, hey, so, you know, it goes both ways, guys. It goes both ways. Yeah, it's... Hashtag goes both ways. It's, it, it is uh, it is a big change, and I know the winds of change have been uh, blowing around, like you said. Yeah, and 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 talk of the winds of change and stuff too. But like, it, I won't doll it up for you and say it's going to be the the same show. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be the same show. It's going to be pretty different in format, but equal in essence. Yeah, for for everyone who hates fart jokes. Best news of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be more, I think, slanted towards the uh, the information and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I don't know. We'll see. It's you know, right? It is what it's gonna it be is. A, it's gonna be a magnificent adventure for all involved. It will, and uh, I would definitely appreciate your support for it. 
Yeah. I think change is the nature of life and everything is always, I mean, I mean, everyone, especially all those of you who have been so nice to, to go back and listen to us from the get, you know, yeah. the, I, don't, I don't think the podcast is ever not changing. I mean, we got through, I mean, a lot of episodes before we even started doing intros. Yeah. You know, busy. like, so, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's always changes and you get used to a certain thing and it, you know, whatever. But uh, I think that's how you, I think that's how you keep doing the best work you can is by changing all the time and. That's my theory on it. Yeah, sometimes you choose, and sometimes it gets chosen for you. You know, right? So, and and we're gonna roll with the the homies on this one. Rolling with them homies. But I mean, like I said, I'm not dead. If you have a question for me, I'm still on the faces book. I'm still on the twitters. You can harass yeah. me. Yeah. And you know, you'll you'll be coming back here and there for stuff when you when never we get a know. Chance. Patreon stuff is is gonna change a little bit. I think uh, for the better for for you as a. As a, as a potential or, or current patron, I'll be announcing them more of that when, uh, when stuff gets more solidified, but yeah, new year's changes, fun, fun, fun stuff. I'm, I'm, I think I'm excited to hear how it works out. The uh, the new year and new, new stuff. So, you know, for the rest of this month, I'm going to do a, a solo shot, I think, mm-hmm. see how that goes. And, uh, and we'll probably do a bull stone and then launch into a, a new, new territory. Really. Right. You know. It'll, it'll be tough to, to see you go because it's always easier to shut up and have someone else talk for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah. So we'll, like I we'll said, we'll, we're always always looking whatever we can do. And at this point, this is what makes the most sense. So we're going to do that. Yeah. We appreciate any support you can give us, though. Absolutely. Even the the support in the in the format, that's bullshit. Uh, that's not really support, not just support. so you know. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you right now, I uh, understand that it's coming from a nice place of I like the show. And it just makes us feel worse about things that we have to do. So Yeah, things that's out of our control. <laughs> so you know, keep keep that in mind, uh, the, the tenor of your support. <laughs> Sometimes hugs hurt. <laughs> Sometimes take off that uh, spiky suit. Right, right. Uh, but uh, ha- having said that, how about how about a nice little dose of familiarity? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to visit us online at uh, uh, blurryphotos.org. We're still a legitimate organization. You can always take a look at the uh, uh, gallery, all the other information on the episodes at blurryphotos.org. Like us on Facebook. Uh, as a matter of fact, Flora, where are we at for likes? Where are we at? Nearing 2200. What? The 20? Oh, you're right. We are seven away, motherfucker. So we've got, uh, yeah, like us on Facebook. Don't forget uh, to follow us on Twitter. Also, same thing for those elegant ladies of Candy Chat. And yep. I, we, we still, I mean, those, those ladies still got plenty to say. So don't yeah. you worry about that. There's, uh, there's, three, there's three in the cut that uh, can still come out at least. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's, uh, they, they, they eat a lot of candy, guys. So, <laughs> um, so listen to also, them. Right. Until they know what they're doing. They're <laughs> professionals. I did have a, a, a listener that text me a bunch of pictures of, of bulk discounts on thermoses. <laughs> so thank you, Tim, for that. I'm going to need about nine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that's a baker's dozen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, like you said, uh, patreon.com. Keep an eye on that. Obviously, we already said they reversed their idiocy. So that makes things <laughs> better. But also, uh, we're going to uh, also be making some changes there as well. Uh, so, and I think these are going to be changes you're going to enjoy. These are all fun changes. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, so don't forget to visit us at patreon.com. If that's not your jam, we got donate buttons. We got Ko-Fi. 
get keep flora caffeinated oh that'd be great yeah it's get like, this guy jacked like out of his skull fancy donate button yeah i love that too you know what's good coffee what there's this coffee speaking of this episode there's this coffee called odin force really yeah it's like one of these uh one of these like tar coffees one that yeah. that's, you know that'll keep you up for days on end and and tastes great let me see if i can find this Oh, yeah, the Valhalla Java. That's it, Valhalla Java, yeah. They've got this yeah. uh, Odin Force coffee, and it is worth it, moin friends. That's awesome. Not even not even a sponsor of the podcast, just a really great thing nope, to have. That's, just, that's my gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, it's Christmas time. You're going to do some traveling. You're going to be on trains, planes, and automobiles, or just sitting in a living room with your racist uncle who's real mad about Alabama. <laughs> So get yourself an audiobook for free. Don't even pay for it. Only chumps pay for things. Don't forget to visit us online at patreon.com. Audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Be like, sorry, Ray. I can't listen to you talk about globalists because I'm too busy listening to narrated version of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. (laughs) You know, give give yourself an Stephen Fry. Yeah, this is a thing. This is the thing that people who live in the city like Chicago who take public transit already know. You don't have to have uh, uh, anything playing, but if you have headphones on, people leave you alone. <laughs> Adopt that. If you're in a family that you kind of just need to like establish the one person fortress, an audiobook. No one knows how long that thing lasts for. Just have it. It's a great thing and it's free. So that's a little little holiday little shopper tip from me. That's it. From me to you. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. We're, we're giving out all the gifts. Yeah. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, 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 audiobook Kama Sutra. It's playing all night during Christmas. What about, what about that? Is there, an audio, is there an audiobook Kama Sutra there? I feel like that's a component that's kind of glossed over in that book. But. I think it'd be great. Someone's just describing everything. <laughs> So uh, we got a lot of options. We got a lot of stuff going on. So visit all those things. Don't forget to visit the Chicago Podcast Cooperative, a bunch of awesome podcasts uh, who are hustling in this game. Also, like you said, we mentioned already our our good friends over at Rumor Flies, part of the Dark Myths Collective, Mm -hmm. a great bunch of podcasts, all of them awesome except for one, and that motherfucker knows exactly who he is. Blurryphotos.threadless.com. Oh, yeah. The Blurry Photos Threadless store. It is Christmas time, Mother Lickers. Get yourself some chunky shirts going. Oh, There's yeah. a sale. I got a we sale. We got a going sale. On. Until, until Saturnalia. Until so you've got a, you've the got a good week night. or so. Yeah. Clothe yourselves. Clothe, clothe your friends. A lot of stuff is, uh, is marked down. Um, we're, just, we're just waiting for one super fan to get that fucking shower curtain. Don't, don't, get, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great but like shirts are, are like 20 percent off right now that's hot that's pretty, a good time to get shirts pretty, pretty cool. and those shirts are super comfy I, I i literally sequester all those shirts because uh the same place that makes them for us makes them for mark soloff as well mm-hmm. so i've got i've got my my movie blurry Florida shirts I got my Muff movies, my Blaster podcast, and they all live in the same drawer because when I want comfy shirts, that's where I go. The tri-blend, do it. They run tight, little yeah, snug. In, in, my, in my experience, get a size bigger. They, they yep. do a little bit of shrinkage. Yep, they do, yeah. So get yourself one size bigger. You will not regret that choice. There you go. Yep. I think that's it, right? I feel like it is. If we don't talk to you before, have a, 
incredibly long night mm-hmm. and Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Christmas too. You can have a Happy Christmas too. That's fine. We'll talk to you before then, but yeah. Um, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I've been David Snorri Florlison. <laughs> and I've been Dave the Swingin' Bogey Stecco. <laughs> Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your bike. chamber but in the future knock at the outermost door well out of earshot i'll hear it i hear all i am the old father 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 yeah yes we've no time what news thor i've hatched a plot father plot yes isn't that normally more your brother's no 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 i know what you're going to say father father i have a plan for loki Oh, we've been over this. You may not use my spear. No, no. I speak not of Gungnir. My excitement knows no bounds, father. For my plot will avenge us for all the wrongdoings Loki has cast upon us. Uh, I feel like these normally don't work out. But this one will, father. For I shall hit Loki when he is most vulnerable. No, no. Not any longer. The eternal artificers in their deep forge have fashioned for him a codpiece like none other. He is impenetrable, Thor. Nay, father. I shall strike at Loki's mind. His very narcissism which drives him. Ah, he is driven by his need for worship by the unworthy humans. Aye, father. Prithee, look. Loki hath made an altar of himself upon their internet. Ah, uh, yes, I have heard of this book of many faces. And he now adds himself to its collection. Aye, father. <laughs> Why, Thor, he's, he is emblazoned a likeness of himself taken at an odd angle so as to make himself more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, father, this avatar shows him in a much more favorable light than he looks on any given day. <laughs> For you may have indeed found his weakness. Now fetch me the spray paint of Bathmarden, that I might besmirch his altar with a dong. Nay, father, stay thy hand with thy drawing of phalluses. This is not how it even remotely works. Here, let me show you. I have fashioned an avatar for myself in the guise of a man named Donald Blake. <laughs> he, he, he shall never know it's me, father. <laughs> you show quite some cunning, Thor. <laughs> he shan't see through this. Nay, I have even given mine avatar a walking stick to show he is most ill and not befit for battle. Let us then hurl insults upon his page, that he shall read them and scream upon the gods. Uh, 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 write this down, write this down. Uh, Loki's insurmountable codpiece is like the heavy lid on a pot of broth. 
Upon opening it, there's no meat. <laughs> yes, that is, a, that is a good insult. Put that there. Father, father, I do not disagree, but that is a mighty burn, father. But we must be as cunning as Loki in this regard. Seek to lure him in. Ah, yes. We shall ply him with praise. We shall feed his hungry ego. And then, the knife. We shall cut its belly open so its entrails spill all over the entire net. <laughs> we shall mock his dog! What? <laughs> father, pull the reins on the dong speak, Father. I watched Super Bad last night. It must just be on my mind. What? Ah, oh, he posts upon his wall. Just got helmet polished. Tic-tac-toe game feeling horny. Tic-tac-toe game wink. What is the meaning of this? Ugh. Heimdall gave unto this post alike. Oh, Heimdall. I know you can hear me. Hmm, methinks it's Lou Doublespeak, Father. Ah, yes. We should measure our response carefully. His vainglorious horned hell, now I get it, I feel st- Wait, that's just it. Uh, 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 nice horns, Loki. Art thou compensating overmuch? Uh, tic-tac-toe. Tiny horns. Uh, shoot, I lost it, I lost it. Tis okay, Father. Thou art doing great. How about tic-tac-toe game blokey? Oh, yes! Yes, write it! Write it! All right. And now we, we sit back and let the tears roll in, Father. We are avenged! Ah, Heimdall gave unto my post alike. <laughs> That's somewhat better, Heimdall. Ah, a response from Loki, no doubt conceding the victory to us. <laughs> what, what, what does he say, son? H8ers, Ghana, H8. I'll always be fabulous. Tic tac toe game, shake it off. LOL. And all we can see the post. You didn't recount it to us. Sorry. And he has given unto Loki's response a laughing face. It was funny. At first I thought he was speaking in code, but he has combined letters and numbers to just form words rather than just... <sighs> it's exhausting. He's labeled us haters. Now how shall we respond? Hmm. Haters gonna hate. I'll always be fabulous. Hmm. Uh, oh, 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 uh, Thoth, all right. <laughs> you spelled lonely wrong. <laughs> Perfect, father. You spelled lonely wrong. Any, any tic-tac-toe games to add? I honestly was just winging it. I feel like it's safer just to stay out of those waters until we understand them better. A wise move, father, a wise move. Hold, father. Loki rejoins. Oh. <gasps> Tic-tac-toe game, never lonely. Just bought ticks for me and the fam to a Nora Jones concert. <gasps> Nora Jones? Thor, we are undone! 
And this whole time, Loki sought to bring us into the presence of that sultry silent of coffeehouse crooning. Mm. Heimdall gave unto his response a heart. <sighs> Father, I, I feel just terrible. What have we become? I shall reveal myself to him and explain all. Yes, we shall apologize that with a clear conscience we might enjoy the concert as a family. Hark unto me, Loki. It is I, Thor, your brother. Twas me all along. I reveal myself to you in the hopes that I have not insulted you, my brother, with my churlish behavior and unwanted admonitions as I sought to unman thee in front of the entire net. Canst thou ever forgive me? Question mark. Would that I were holding thee anon in a manly embrace of brotherhood, our love flowing betwixt each other as only the love of a family could. Canst thou forgive me that we may share a cup of mead together at the Nora Jones concert and let our love for each other surround us as a bare skin in the midst of winter? Question mark. Tic-tac-toe game, brotherly love. Tic-tac-toe game, love. Tic-tac-toe game, real man love. Uh, 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 Thor, Thor, I think that's enough of the tic-tac-toe games. Uh, Father, I've, I've got just one I more. I said enough! Very, very well, very well. Lol. J.K. never had Nora Jones ticks. Tic-tac-toe game, sad fam. Tic-tac-toe game, don't know why. Tic-tac-toe game, bare skin embrace. Tic-tac-toe game, creeper brother. Damn father, he's done it again. Look at the likes people are bestowing upon him, father. Oh, I feel once again he has bested us. <laughs> Creeper brother. Loki! Loki!